If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Podcast. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg, bringing you a bonus break. The bonus break is a short solo podcast episode that you can listen to while taking a coffee break and get the added benefit of learning something or gaining something new that will help your nonprofit thrive in a competitive environment. And in today's bonus break, I will be outlining the 10 toxic traits that Donald Trump exhibited that every manager or leader should avoid. Over the last four years, our nation has witnessed a case study in toxic leadership. We have watched as perhaps the most prominent leader in America, Donald Trump, engaged in inexcusable behavior. He has caged children, expressed empathy for and encouraged extremists, supported white supremacy, eliminated protections for people of color and people who are LGBTQ, and incited a riot that attacked our democratic institutions. I could continue this list, but it would be longer than British colonists' 1776 declaration to King George declaring their independence. These are the manifestations of toxic leadership. And let me just say that they are firmly rooted in destructive leadership and managerial behaviors. Whether you manage one person or lead a team of 100 people, I wanted to outline the 10 toxic traits that Trump exhibited and you should avoid. When talking about these traits, I will often only share one or two examples of each trait, because frankly, there are just too many instances to provide you with an exhaustive list. But here's the first one. Hire carelessly. Trump often hired quickly without thoroughly vetting candidates for vitally important jobs. 
Back in 2018, the Trump administration fired John McKenty after a federal investigation determined that he had had serious financial ethical issues. Within a day of losing his job, the Trump campaign hired McKenty as a senior advisor. That's right. He got fired one day and was hired by a different arm of Donald Trump the very next. Of course, rapid and careless hiring did not just happen only in the White House. It extended beyond the White House and throughout the administration. A perfect example is that in 2018, NBC reported that a federal-run Texas detention center that, by the way, at the time was confining thousands of children, was not conducting FBI fingerprint checks on employees at the facility. That's right. We might require FBI fingerprint checks for people who work with our children in schools and with vulnerable populations elsewhere, but did not require them for those who were working with children detained. So this lackadaisical approach to hiring contributed to Trump having a 34% staff turnover rate in his first year of his presidency. And let's face it, That's a real failure as a turnover rate. So the lesson for us as nonprofit leaders is that if a third of our staff leave in their first 12 months, we are not effectively hiring people. And not only that, but our ineffective hiring is going to impact all areas of our operation. The second Trump trait is valuing loyalty over competence. There are countless examples of Trump valuing loyalty over confidence. First and foremost, let me just say, there's the obvious fact that Trump hired more family members than any other modern president I can recall. But let's return to John McKenty again. Less than two years after being fired and escorted from the White House, John returned to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to run the presidential personnel office. McKenty, by the way, at the time, was only 29 years old and had minimal relevant experience for that job, but now was the HR manager for the White House. And in this role, he was assigned the task of identifying and removing political appointees and career officials that were deemed not loyal to Donald Trump or the administration. According to Axios, Trump viewed McKenty as, quote, the ultimate loyalist and assigned him the powerful role of picking personnel across the federal government. So with a pandemic and an economic crisis on the horizon, this toxic leader was more focused on rooting out those who weren't loyal instead of preparing for a catastrophe. And the lesson for us as nonprofit leaders is that cult-like, unwavering loyalty is not only undesirable, it is a recipe for disaster within our organizations. The third toxic trait is publicly shaming and firing your team members. The Atlantic magazine noted that, quote, everyone who works for Trump has to know that the slavish loyalty he demands will be repaid only in abuse. 
the nation witnessed this when Trump's first chief of staff was scorned by the White House communication director as an effing paranoid schizophrenic. And who can forget Secretary of State Rex Tillerson being blindsided by a Trump tweet that fired him? Seriously, essentially, the White House called him up and said, oh, we think there's probably going to be a tweet coming out that's going to surprise you, and did not tell him that he was about to be fired by tweet. Months after terminating Tillerson, Trump called him, quote, dumb as a rock and, quote, lazy as hell. So it is no wonder that so many of his former staff don't show loyalty after they leave his employment. Now, Trump shaming people he has fired is especially shocking and surprising, giving the praise that he heaps on them when announcing their appointment. He talks about how they're the best, they're the smartest, they're the brightest, and suddenly, six or 12 months later, he says, or 18 months later, these people or this person is as dumb as a rock. It is as if he is not self-aware enough to understand that he handpicked these individuals for the job, and if they aren't a good fit, that is on him. So the lesson for us as nonprofit leaders is that respect is a two-way street. If we want our staff to be respectful, we also need to be respectful. The fourth toxic trait is lying. And you know, that should just be obvious. But failing to tell the complete truth is toxic for your organization. There are just too many Trump lies to mention each one, but the Washington Post calculated that he had made over 29,500 false or misleading claims since his president began. And that's a whopping average of something like 21 lies per day. And our lesson as a nonprofit leader is that we as leaders or managers who lie or make misleading claims, we lose all credibility among those people that we are supposed to be leading. And it is impossible to positively lead people when they aren't sure if you're telling the truth, telling a lie, or exaggerating the truth. The fifth toxic trait is refusing to take responsibility. President Harry S. Truman said, quote, the president, whoever he is, has to decide. He can't pass the buck to anyone. No one else can do the deciding for him. That is his job. So Truman believed this so strongly that he actually had a sign on his desk declaring, quote, the buck stops here. Trump should have walked into the Oval Office with a desk sign that reads, Praise accepted, blame deflected. Because whenever things didn't go well during his administration, it was always someone else's fault. Whether the issue was failure to distribute respirators, he'd say that's the fault of the governors or the state. An incompetent vaccine rollout, well, that's the fault of someone else. Or slipping employment numbers, that's the fault of the virus or the Democrats. Trump always claimed someone else was responsible for the problem. And the lesson that we as nonprofit leaders should take from this is that we are responsible for everything that happens in our organization. 
Even when we need to discipline a team member, we have to ask ourselves, what role did we play in the issue? And what's more, we also have to work doubly hard to build a better organization. The sixth toxic trait is to seal yourself in an echo chamber. Credible media sources have reported that Donald Trump is living inside an echo chamber. And I don't just mean in the media he consumes. He has also surrounded himself with people who can't say no to him, who just say yes and feed him the information that he wants to hear. When a leader views disagreement as disloyalty, then advisors with alternate views are silenced or even terminated. And those who are left understand that their survival requires parroting the words of the leader. And the lesson for us as nonprofit leaders is that we should seek diversity of thought and opinion in our management teams, among our board, and within our formal advisors. We should welcome respectful disagreements in an effort to identify the best path forward. Disagreeing with us is not a personal attack. What we want is to find the way forward that is best for everyone. And the seventh toxic trait is to fear appearing weak. I've read somewhere that Trump is a weak man's vision of a strong man. And when I googled the phrase, quote, Trump fears looking weak, the pages that Google returned were filled with a slew of pertinent articles. Out of all of the articles, though, this one from David Ignatius really stood out. He said, When Trump is on the verge of doing something conciliatory, apologizing for a racist or sexist comment, for example, he stops himself for fear that it will show weakness. And our lesson as nonprofit leaders is that being afraid of looking weak holds us back as leaders. If we are unwilling to find compromise or unable to apologize when we are wrong or unprepared to build authentic relationships at work because we fear looking weak, our organizations and our teams will suffer. The eighth toxic behavior is allowing unethical actions and behavior in your organization. Even before being elected in 2016, Trump claimed that he could engage in unethical behavior without consequence. During his first campaign, we heard him brag about molesting a woman, asking a foreign power to interfere in the election, and even claiming that he could shoot people in New York City and not lose any voters. This culminated four years later on January 6th, when he told a crowd, quote, you're allowed to go by very different rules. And not surprisingly, unethical behavior did not stop just with Donald Trump. According to National Public Radio's Marketplace, more than half of Trump's cabinet had engaged in unethical or questionable behavior by 2018. Instead of draining the swamp, Trump actually expanded and restocked the swamp with more alligators, more quicksand, and of course, a pandemic of ethical malaria. And our lesson 
as nonprofit leaders is that we must demonstrate the highest ethical standards through our own words and our own actions, and we must demand the same of all of our teams. Condoning unethical behavior results in widespread deviant organizational behavior. And that's not good, not only for our organization, that's bad for all of society. The ninth toxic trait is creating a cult of personality. In the 2020 election, the Republican National Committee didn't even produce a new platform. And by the way, in choosing not to have a new platform, they broke a 150-year tradition of putting out a new platform as part of every presidential election. Instead, though, they just reaffirmed their 2016 platform and enthusiastically supported what they referred to as president's core priorities. At that very point, it became clear that Trump was the Republican Party. If Trump changed his mind about a position, the GOP would too. In this deal with the devil they knew, the Republicans got conservative judicial appointments and tax cuts, but they also tied themselves far too closely to whatever whim Trump might have. Now, Republicans have just begun to feel an electoral impact from joining the cult. They have not only lost the White House, but lost two Georgia Senate races by wide margins. And keep in mind that Georgia had been a solid red state for decades, and it was now cracking into shades of red and blue and purple. And the lesson for nonprofit leaders is that personality cults are dangerous. They are especially common among founder directors and chief executives who have enjoyed a long and successful tenure. Their boards are less likely to set the strategic direction, looking instead to their executive director to make these important governance decisions. As leaders, we must fully engage our boards and our staff so that the organization thrives beyond our tenure. And the tenth and final toxic Trump trait, the toxic leadership trait, is to make short-sighted decisions. Whether halting funds for the World Health Organization or abandoning our Kurdish allies in Syria, Trump has made a lot of short-sighted decisions. Now, these decisions make him feel good for a brief period, but they have long-term, painful consequences for millions. The lesson for us as nonprofit leaders is that we have to consider the impact that our decisions will have in five years or 10 years. Will we, will our team, or will our organization that we are serving look back in 10 years and still view this as a good decision? It is critical as we are making decisions that we have that long-term horizon perspective. And now, listeners, Let me just take a step back and say that as we talk about these toxic traits, it is important to realize that I've engaged in toxic behavior at different points in my career as a leader, and I'd be willing to bet that most listeners have as well. It is easy, it is so easy to look at a seriously flawed leader and outline everything they have done wrong, but it is a lot harder for us to practice self-awareness and know when our behavior is toxic or even borderline toxic and not productive.
It's human nature that we rationalize our own bad behavior while being unforgiving of others. So as we move into this next year, one of the things that I am going to work really hard to do is to recognize and remove these traits in myself. Because I got to say, I don't want to be like Trump. That, listeners, is really our bonus break for this week. Let me just quickly share with you that we are just about to launch our new coaching group for new executive directors. Those are executive directors who have stepped into a role as the chief executive in the last 12 months. It is a 20-session curriculum-based coaching group. You can check it out at SuccessfulNonprofits.com. Make sure you go there. If you are in your first 12 months as an executive director, even if you've been one before, make sure you go there and you check out the group. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have gained some insight to help your nonprofit thrive in a competitive environment. And you know, I got to give you the disclosure I am not an accountant nor an attorney, and neither I nor the Goldenberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This episode is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, and accounting advice. If you find yourself in need of that type of assistance, please seek out a licensed, qualified person that specializes in what you need.